I am John Morant. Like, you guys have got a chance to see me grow up for public consumption since 1991. And I've been involved in drug raids. I've survived assassination attempts. I've been that undisciplined young person that was trying to figure out how to be famous, how to be successful, and how to change the dynamics of my family. The one thing that young people have to understand, and in John Morant's case, when you first get drafted, you go from being a member of the family, a member of the crew, to being the leader, to being the breadwinner. And first and foremost, I hear a lot of people talking about like his family and his crew. When you're the leader, it's on you because you end up searching that lifestyle. You end up wanting to be down. And what I had to learn is that people come into your life for four reasons. To add, subtract, multiply, or divide. You have to choose wisely. He has way too much to lose. Trust me, I've been that young player carrying a gun. And Will Bond alluded to this. When you start waving it, that could get you killed. That, that ain't, that's, that's, a, that's an entirely different thing than we're talking about a superstar athlete should be putting themselves in position. And as Stephen A. mentioned, that's him on the video, on his IG Live. Ain't nobody coaxing him. Ain't nobody, got a, 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 ain't nobody egging him on to do that. That's a personal choice. And a lot of times, guys, as I mentioned, fame can be a drug. And I don't know what type of pain that he deals with and type of anxiety that he has or what types of substances that he may be using. And I'm glad in this statement that he owned that I need to make changes for me because as the leader, as the breadwinner, you control the environment. The people that are around you, you select. And a lot of times, unfortunately, and Wilbon alluded to this also, when we start to get fame, when we start to get money, then we try to feel like we're keeping it real. Like we're trying to be down now. We're trying to be tough now. We're trying to be hard now. But you made it. And once you make it, your job is to uplift, to enlighten. And I'm glad this actually happened at this point of his life. He's a 23-year-old young man. Nobody got arrested. Nobody got injured. And I'm hearing too many stories about pistols, okay? Allegedly with the 17-year-old kid, allegedly with the Indiana Pacer staff. Last night on IG Live, I saw the video like you guys did, brandishing the gun. The next step to that is now recovery. And I believe that he's on that path. I'm happy that he's on that path. He's going to return, and he's going to be a better person. And because of all of this taking place, he's not going to be able to live his full potential. Evil lurks in the mind of a madman. I have to call Spice One to put in work. Yeah, straight motherfucking East Bay killing the house. Spice motherfucking one. That's how you do it. This mob before the nigga shoot him with his motherfucking head and drag him out the car.
The bullet told me shoot that motherfucker, he's a liar. I come to my 380 like a bitch on a stroll. When niggas try to dick me, I hold off a better hope. Get them all. I can't be fucked in this game, I'm a psychopath. My AK told me to shove him up the niggas' ass. I'm having long conversations with Mr. Millimeter. He's one of my best friends, bitch ass nigga eater. And Mrs. Mossburn load up in that back truck. You know that old school bitch, she like to get him fucked. It's bitten motherfuckers by the scenes. My granddaddy, Mr. Sing that shit. You gotta do that shit, man. Cut that shit. Oh, man. First of all, first of all, this your boy King Known Uncensored. Jairin is trying to be a gangster. God damn. I want to start off by issuing an apology to Shannon Sharp. He was right the whole fucking time. But me being the nigga that I am, I like to give my rich African-American brothers the benefit of the doubt. I just don't believe just any story, but the evidence was spilling the fuck out on John Morant. And the stories about him pointing the lasers at the Indiana Pacers team, him beating up and putting pulling a gun out on a 17-year-old, him going on Instagram Live Friday night, brandishing a gun him also being implicated in possibly taking a gun on an airplane and I Quentin Cleary aka King No Uncensored am a dumbass I am an idiot for not seeing this situation for what it exactly is. And I'm a grown ass man, bitch. I can admit when I'm wrong. I've been wrong before. I always say I'm 80% accurate, not 100%. I'm 80% confident in what I talk about and talk shit about. So that's the, that's the 20 of the 80, of course. But John Morant 
has been suspended two games for all of these reports and incidents. He, he's been suspended two games for the weapon. That's all we know right now. They're still investigating the fact that he took guns or a gun on the plane. But if they find out that he had a gun on a plane, that dude is facing 50 game suspension, y'all. And that suspension would have to begin next year. At the beginning of next year. That is crazy. John Moran is tripping. There is a hungry kid out there that doesn't do what you do. That could take your opportunity. I mean, this season, Morant's been averaging 27 points, 6 rebounds, and 8 assists. There is another kid that could take your spot that doesn't have a criminal record or a criminal past. I mean, Josh still doesn't necessarily have a criminal record. He hasn't been convicted of any of these crimes. I mean, as this song says, when it rains, it pours. And when a person has a track record like this, you would have to take it seriously. Now, Jalen Rose definitely had yet another great speech. Because I remember when he got caught in the drug raid back in the day. Now, I might have been very young, but, you know, research, documentaries, Fab Five documentary. You know what I'm saying? I remember Jalen Rose being at the free throw line and the white fans at Duke, at North Carolina, Screaming, crack house, crack house, crack house. I remember that shit, yo. I remember Jalen Rose. I mean, but he was a young nigga from Southwest Detroit. You know, Paul Pierce got stabbed up and was carrying a weapon through his younger years. AI was toting iron, toting guns. But Here's the difference between those guys, though. There was no social media, and they didn't flash guns on tape. They carried those guns for protection, not to show off. This is a different era of players, you know what I'm saying? It's a different era we growing up in, period, where people just do wild shit and don't expect consequences from it, and... This is a major fucking consequence for John Morant. And it's a very unfortunate situation that Ja's going through this and that his fans, his teammates, his family. So it's really... No timetable for real for Josh's return because he's going to serve his two-game suspension, but he's probably going to take more time off.
But John Morant, my message to you is you let me down, Slime. You definitely let me down because I backed you. I gave you the benefit of the doubt, and this is what you do. You ignorant than a motherfucker. I'm going to tell it to you like this, bro. It's just all these incidents piling up. Now, I do understand, well, is Denver even an open carry state, though? I mean, yes. If that was his gun, is his gun registered? You got to ask these certain questions. But showing the gun off on the uh, internet is excessive. Nothing wrong with having fun with your friends. There's nothing wrong with going out and having a good time. But as Jalen Rose said, you know what I'm saying? You keep waving that motherfucker, somebody might actually shoot your ass. Now, the incident, as far as the Indiana Pacers, right? So, this is what happened. So, Pacers guard Andrew Nimhard got into a verbal altercation with John Morant's father. Morant then came over to exchange words with Nimhard and Pacers guard Chris Duarte, and also who tried to get in a physical altercation with Morant. Pacers forward exchanged words with Devontae Pack, an associate of, of Morant, and Pack was subsequently removed from the game. According to reports, Morant and members of the Pacers aggressively confronted them, and Morant supposedly pointed a red laser at the bus. Two members of that party believed that the laser was attached to a gun. I mean, understandable, you know. You're, pro- you know, you're protecting your dad, but waving a laser at them niggas is wild. So, the incident in question occurred on March the fourth, two thousand twenty-three. Morant appeared on an Instagram live at three nineteen a.m. at a Colorado strip club. Following a 113-97 loss to the Nuggets, Morant was holding a handgun while rapping along with music in the club. So let's find out, is Colorado an open carry state? Let's find out, yo. Okay. All right, very interesting development. Open carry is legal in Colorado for any person who is at least 18 years old who can legally possess a firearm, except in Denver County and other posted areas. Okay, so Morant knows the law a little bit. So that nigga could have had that gun in the club legally, long as that gun was registered. That's interesting. But again, why are you carrying around a gun? Can't you hire security? 
Don't you have niggas in your squad that shoot? Listen, my guy. You the breadwinner. You the money. You remember when Tupac socked Orlando Anderson, bro? Shook Knight and them niggas should have never let Tupac go over there and sock that nigga. Tupac's the money. Tupac just sold 6 million copies. Why are you fighting a gang member? Ja got the bag. You should have assigned security guards who shoot for you. Like Eminem say, have undercover cops that illegally pop you. Now, do understand that this is a 23-year-old kid. I get that shit. But that's no excuse to not have any fucking sense. Now, Morant deactivated his Twitter and Instagram accounts later that day and released a statement. He said, I take full responsibility for my actions last night. I'm sorry to my family, teammates, coaches, fans, and partners, the city of Memphis, and the entire Grizzlies organization for letting you down. I'm going to take some time away to get help and work on learning better methods of dealing with stress and my overall well-being. Um, that's what you're supposed to do. You're supposed to take accountability for your actions, and I do commend Morant for doing so. However, that is the politically correct thing to do when you fuck up on that level. And obviously, changing the behavior around. Apology is changed behavior. Sometimes you might have to sub out your entourage. Because you pick the people that you spend your time around. John Moran, you're not a gangster. You're not a thug. You are a basketball player. A hundred million dollar or more basketball player. That's a top ten player in basketball. You don't need a gun. You need security that have guns. Hire your friends. Hire your homeboys to protect you. You are the money. You're the breadwinner. And hopefully you can learn from this situation and become the person and grow into the man that you are supposed to be. All right, all right. Now you're going to wonder what the fuck I got to talk about outside of the Java Rent incident. Well, Sunday... Had some interesting, entertaining games today. Including this current one that's on. But first off. 
what we got on here. Oh, yeah. The uh, Milwaukee Bucks signed uh, guard Goran Dragic for the season. That's a decent pickup. Dragic was on the Bulls. He thought that he could help the Bulls get to the next level, but unfortunately, that's not what happened. So, him joining a Bucks team that's loaded and definitely has a need at guard after trading uh, backup guard George Hill. It's going to be very interesting. So, first game on deck. For Sunday, man, Sunday had some big games. I'm only going to talk about the ones that were good. I'm not going to talk about every game. So let's talk about Phoenix and Dallas. This is a possible first-round matchup here. This could be a playoff matchup in the first round or in the second round, pending a lot of things. But the Phoenix Suns ended up beating the Dallas Mavericks. 130 to 126. You had great performances from Devin Booker and Kevin Durant. Kevin Durant is looking like a top five player now. I mean, he hasn't played all season, so I would have to knock him down to six a little bit. But that dude, when healthy, is a top five player in this game. The dude could score on any part of the floor. His defense is a little sneaky. Not consistent, but not pedestrian. But Kevin Durant this season has to prove to me that he can lead a championship team. And this is the team to do it. I mean, you had Kevin Durant with 37 points on 12 of 17 shooting, 3 of 5 from 3. You had Devin Booker with 36 points, 10 assists, 5 rebounds, 15 of 25 from the field. I mean, shit, Uh, and then you had Ish Rainwright randomly scoring 12 points off the bench. Um, They didn't have much scoring help. They didn't necessarily need it because KD was and Devin Booker was amazing. And then you go up to the Dallas side. Luka Doncic had 34 points and 9 rebounds. Kyrie Irving had 30 points, 10 of 19 shooting. Uh, Tim Hardaway Jr. had 21 points off the bench. Much help from Dallas. I mean, they just couldn't finish Phoenix out. And Dallas has had struggles with closing games all year. And it seems like The uh, West is now forming. And things got a little bit chippy after the game as Devin Booker and Luka Doncic got into an altercation. Kyrie Irving and Devin Booker got into a little altercation. Just little. Just minuscule. Just midget shit. Ain't nobody was going to do shit. Ain't nobody going to fight. It's all chippy, all trash talk. Good for the game. Good for the game, man. Ain't nothing like a little bit of trash talk. I mean, Luka Doncic did tell Devin Booker, don't wait till four seconds left in a game, possibly to talk shit. I mean, why not, though? I mean, when you got the game one, you got a right to talk a little shit. 
And this is the uh, same team that eliminated them last year in the conference finals. So D-Book got on his high horse a little bit. I got nothing wrong with that. Oh, Christian Wood also had 17 points. But Dallas just couldn't um, close out and finish it out. Steph Curry, Chef Curry, returned against the Los Angeles Lakers with no LeBron. No LeBron James, no problem. As the Los Angeles Lakers got them bronze sexuals, nipples hard, as they got the victory 113 to 105 over Golden State. Man, Golden State played so bad that the Lake they think the Lakers actually got a shot to go to the championship now. <laughs> yeah, we'll see, nigga. We will see. Stephen Curry at 27 points and six assists. Clay Thompson at 22 points. Jordan Poole was a big disappointment in this game. Only three of 11, 10 points. That's the thing, man. Jordan Poole, he's he's great, but he's not consistent. Like, it seems like he picks and chooses when to show up. Draymond Green, though, 15 points, 8 rebounds. Mm. Damn. Great production here from, from Draymond Green. Anthony Davis. When Anthony Davis is healthy, he's a top five player. Where I would rank him, a healthy Anthony Davis Amongst a Tatum, amongst uh, uh, Jokic, amongst the MB, I think AD is better than Jokic. A healthy AD is better than Jokic to me. A healthy AD and Giannis, that's a toss-up. I wouldn't be able to choose at this point right now. Even AD, well, I'd take Tatum above AD for sure. I'd take Tatum. But after though, after uh, Tatum, Embiid—that's a toss-up. That's tough. I wouldn't know right now. But since Embiid's team is better, I would take him over AD as well. So I—that's Giannis, Tatum, Luca. So AD would probably be top five at five. I'd even rank him above Kevin Durant right now and Steph Curry. Because AD, you know, he's a three-level scorer that's playing center. He's got the post moves. He's got the mid-range, occasional three. Plays defense, rebounds well. Everything you can ask out of a big man. I mean, AD had 39 points, eight rebounds, six assists. The Lakers are pretty a solid little, little unit. Yeah, they got they got the production from Troy Brown, who had 14 points. That's not gonna happen every night. Jared Vanderbilt had 13 rebounds. That happens every night. Malik Beasley had 12 points. Austin Reeves had 16 points. That's not gonna happen every night. I just feel like Golden State could not handle the big men of the Lakers. They couldn't handle Anthony Davis and Jared Vanderbilt, who 
pounds the pavement. Vanderbilt is all effort. If not for the job Morant situation, if not for, um, I don't know, the West having so many questions, OKC losing Shea Gilgis-Alexander, Portland not performing at a high level, Pelicans missing Zion Williamson, the Lakers wouldn't even be a thought for the playoffs. So you got to thank those other teams for shit falling apart for them. All in all, the Lakers played a hell of a game. And that's what you're supposed to do. Like Anthony Davis, this is the player that I want to see. It's like, this is my team. It's not LeBron's team. It's it's my team. This is my fucking team. And that's what I'm talking about. I like AD. But it's just those injuries that piss me off. Those chippy bullshit injuries, you dig? We had yet another classic. The New York Knicks and the Boston Celtics. Two overtime game. Like, I bet on that game and, yeah, your boy won another. Your boy won another one, y'all. As the New York Knicks upset the Boston Celtics, 131 to 129. New York Knicks might be for real, y'all. New York Knicks might be for real. RJ Barrett, this is best, easily his best game this season because that dude picks and chooses when he wants to show up. Because, you know, he doesn't have to do as much with Brunson and Randall controlling the show. But he stepped up tonight. 10 of 22, 29 points, 11 rebounds, y'all. He hit the boards. Julius Randle, that dude's a baller. That dude's a baller. 31 points, 9 rebounds. I mean, New York's finally healthy. They put a a team around Randle now. Should be no excuses come playoff time. 31 points, 9 rebounds. 7 turnovers, but whatever. Still got the win. It's all that matters at the end of the day. Mitchell Robinson, 13 points, 14 rebounds. Rudy Gobert numbers. That's what he should really be averaging. He should be a lot better. Emmanuel quickly. That was the star of the night. That was the star of the show, ladies and gentlemen. That man had... 38 points, 8 rebounds, 7 assists, 4 steals, 2 blocks. This dude deserves the MVP of the day award. That man. I see why they don't play Derrick Rose, man. I'm going to be honest. I feel like quickly should start alongside Brunson. I know it would be a short backcourt, but work with me here. But I'm just saying, 
This was a hell of a game from the Knicks. These motherfuckers might be for real. But however, Boston was no slouch. Jalen Brown, 29 points, 12 of 25 from the field. Jason Tatum, 40 points, 11 rebounds, 6 assists. Al Horford, 20 points, 14 rebounds, 6 assists. Just couldn't finish them off. Don't understand, Boston. That's not a good look. Got to be able to finish these teams off. Because come playoff time, you can't slack. Can't slack at all, yo. Just another double overtime classic. And the last game I'm going to talk about is the Memphis Grizzlies and the Los Angeles Clippers. As the Los Angeles Clippers win their first game with Russell Westbrook, 135 to 129. It's about goddamn time. Memphis Grizzlies, I'm going to be honest with y'all. This game shouldn't have been this close. The Clippers finally handled their business, even though they could have handled their business a whole lot better. But Memphis held it down without uh, their gun-toting superstar. Without the action Jackson. Ja Arenas. Tyus Jones had a hell of a game. He had a hell of a third quarter. 20 points in the third quarter. 25 points. 12 assists. 5 steals. A complete game. Just couldn't finish them all. Desmond Bain. 30 points, 6 assists. Jaron Jackson Jr., 24 points. Pretty good all-around game. Luke Kennard had some big shots. She shot 5 of 5 from 3. All 15 of his points. The star of the show, Pete. G, ladies and gentlemen, Paul Grizzly, 42 points, 11 rebounds, 12 of 23 from the field, 4 of 9 from 3, 14 of 15 from the free throw line. Then Kawhi Leonard, 34 points, 10 rebounds, 3 of 7 from 3, 9 of 20 from the field, 13 of 13 from the line. Eric Gordon, 17 points. Mason Plumley, 15 points, 9 rebounds. Vitsa Zubak um, got his first start in a while. He just came back. But I feel like Plumley is much a much better match with this Clippers group. All in all, this was a hell of a game, a very fun game, highly dynamic, but the Clippers were playing to their competition, playing possum, but that shit don't always work. Some teams come prepared for you. It ain't nothing that they ain't prepared to do, in the great words of Franklin Saint. Man, the West has gotten even more interesting once again, once again it's all. Let's do a little playoff check before I get up out of here. 
Let's talk that Western Conference, the Wild Wild West. The Wild Wild West. Nuggets are looking like they're going to get the number one seed. I mean, they are six games ahead of the Grizzlies. We know the Grizzlies are not going to do it. And the Grizzlies were also without Dylan Brooks tonight, too, who's suspended after getting his 16th technical. I'm pretty sure he definitely leads the league in those. Yeah, no one's catching Denver. Now, Grizzlies can be caught for that number two seed by the Sacramento Kings, the overachieving squad with the coach of the year. Yep, yep. I mean, they might just get that shit to Mike Mike Malone again, though. I don't want him to win. I think Mike Brown deserves it over him. Denver's fully healthy. Then you got Phoenix Suns, who just got Kevin Durant. They about to go on a run. So I wouldn't be surprised if the the Grizzlies slid down the, the standings a little bit. Which leaves their bitter rival, the Golden State Warriors, who are still quite the shitty team on the road, who's an awful 7-24 and on the road. Los Angeles Lakers are up 3-0 against Golden State. They're one game from sweeping Golden State. Damn. That's crazy. The Timberwolves, I mean, the way Anthony Edwards is playing... And you never know. The Mavericks, if they can get their... The Mavericks and Clippers are 7-8. and eight, They can get their chemistry together. Like, the Mavericks still don't have, like, that cohesion yet from Luka and Kyrie. It seems like um, the Mavericks and Clippers remind me of the 1995 Rockets. Because when they traded Vernon Maxwell... For Clyde Drexler, Clyde Drexler, I'm sorry, damn, I can't talk tonight. Drexler and the Rockets struggled to get chemistry. They didn't get chemistry until the playoffs. So I think the Mavericks and Clippers will hit their strides. I don't think that they're going to end up 7-8. and eight. I think they're going to move up the standings. I truly believe that the Clippers will get their swagger back and integrate Russell Westbrook into the lineup. I feel like Luka and Kyrie will get their chemistry. Uh, The Pelicans, however, my New Orleans Pelicans, which is the only team that I got that has the potential to make playoffs because I know my Detroit Pistons going to be a lot for Victor Wimbyama. But the Pelicans... Hopefully, they get Zion Williamson back. If they get Zion Williamson back, they maybe can escape the playing game. Utah Jazz, they're too unpredictable. The Lakers can steal from them and make the playing game. I do believe that the Lakers can be eighth. They're going to lose both playing games. I said it. The Thunder are not too bad, though. They're not that bad. Without Shea Gilgis-Alexander, I think once Alexander comes back, it's going to be a problem. This shit ain't over. Again, what separates the 5 through 13 seeds, once again, is actually gone lower now. It is actually... 
a three and a half game separation from the five seed to 13 seed. The Thunder and the Trailblazers are a half a game behind the Lakers and a half a game behind the Jazz for the 10 seed. So this is going to get very ugly and very interesting. Let's move on to the Eastern Conference before I get the fuck up out of here. The Bucks are not snug in the one seed. The Celtics are one and a half games behind them. Philadelphia 76ers have a two and a half game lead of the Cleveland Cavaliers for the three spot. Cavaliers look good. The Knicks look good. The Knicks are on a nine game winning streak. I expect them to move past the uh, Cavaliers and the Sixers for that three spot. As great as they're playing. The Nets are a tough team. Don't sleep. But I wouldn't be surprised if it's a Knicks and Nets series. Miami Heat, they're going to get their ass kicked. I wouldn't be surprised if they lost both of their playing games. Because Atlanta, I mean, I know they beat uh, Atlanta the other day. But it's not going to mean shit, yo. Because, like I said, this playing shit... I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Raptors walked into the playoffs. They have uh, won seven out of their last ten, despite me being heavily critical of the Raptors by not making no move. Washington Wizards are a wild card. Don't sleep on them either. They do have three guys that are capable of 20-point games every night. So this 7 through 10 is going to be very interesting. I have the Heat. If this were to begin today, I have the Heat losing to the Hawks. Hawks getting 7th. I have the Wizards beating the Raptors. And then the Wizards um, beating the Heat for the 8th spot. That's just me. The Bulls, I don't know what's going on with them. They should be a whole lot better than what they've been giving their fans. 29 and 36, 12 seed. Awful. All right, man. That is my show. Thank you for listening to King Known Uncensored. Ja Arenas. And I'm gone.